I think it was kind of generally well known that there was kind of a cruising culture on the west side of the park in the Marston Loop, and it probably went back decades, and, and it was it probably manifested itself in many different forms. There was probably it was probably at that time more part of maybe a gay lifestyle, but in the past it had certainly been a you know cruising area for all kinds of people. And it still was in the 1980s. The problem was in the 1980s that there was an increasing sort of uptick in other associated activities, especially violence. That part of Balboa Park was coming, becoming its own separate park that had a very violent and a very uh, sort of side that I don't think many people would ever associate with Balboa Park. It was reported in, in the papers. We have in our archives a lot of articles that refer to that. So I know that people were reporting it, but in the general public, certainly, I don't think it was very well known that this was going on. And it was really not until someone that had a relationship or a connection to one of the institutions within the park and actor at the Old Globe Theater was stabbed near or underneath the Cabrillo Bridge that that seemed to be the kind of the final tipping point where people said we have to do something. Again, this is like like so many complicated uh, parts of society where there are just many moving parts and everyone agrees that there's some sort of problem and something has to be done. How that is implemented and what is done is kind of beyond any one person and maybe even any generation of people. So it was a it was a problem that was never going to be entirely solved, but there was constantly pressure to try and do something about <laughs> things going on on the west side, for lack of a better term. It's like, there's things going on over there, we need to clean it up. Officers, police officers that were very familiar with the city and certainly very familiar with various activities were surprised to find out sort of the prevalence and just the uh, the vast amount of things that were going on over in the park. And, and one that occurs to me especially is that there was a gentleman that was brought in to work on the park policing team. And he was on late night patrols often and, and noticed in the area a bit to the north of Marston Point in an area called Redwood Circle that there just seemed to be an incredible amount of drug dealing, drinking, sexual liaisons, whatnot. And he, he just seemed almost astonished by the, the amount <laughs> of activity going on. So he managed to get somebody with the uh, airborne law enforcement, uh, the helicopter, the ABLE helicopter that the city of San Diego uses. And they had some fairly good um, FLIR equipment, which allows you to kind of night vision goggles and that sort of thing, night vision cameras that allows you to, to see things and activity going on in the dark. When they were going over looking through the FLIR equipment, he said that the helicopter pilot said, is there a, is there a nightclub down there? Is there something? He thought it was like an open air nightclub because all these little dots of light generally two people in each little section were showing up and there were literally hundreds of these couplings, if you will, of light down there. He just thought, I have to be over a bar or I have to be over something. And it turns out, no, he was just over a very dark 
quiet part of Balboa Park and activity was going on. And again, these two people, the, the police officer and the helicopter pilot, I think were somewhat astounded by this. It's such a prominent point, that, that kind of southwestern corner of the park. But that, that was going to be sort of the, the main connection with downtown. It was the nearest thing to downtown. But again, like so many other parts of the park, it has over time and with kind of geographic changes changed the whole nature of the park. Certainly the kind of bifurcation of the park with uh, what was US 395 that we now know as State Route 163, the lopping off of the bottom end of the park by Interstate 5, sort of kind of isolated into islands various parts of the park. Uh, the park always, of course, had canyons, but I think it was more of kind of a holistic whole piece of park uh, back in the uh, 1860s and certainly at the turn of the century. But gradually it has become to even in the present day, we refer to things as the West Mesa, the Central Mesa, the East Mesa, really acknowledging that there are different parts of the park. And I wonder if we could look at parts of the park like people perhaps look at the ruins of Pompeii. You know, we, we look back and we think here's a moment captured but in anything that's captured, you have to do interpretation. And I think if we were looking at parts of the park, even though the history isn't that, that old at all, there are things that people wouldn't realize, well, this is because of a certain specific thing that happened, but most people have forgotten what that was. And one of them is the fact that it's like a Balboa Drive into 8th Avenue Drive as one kind of continuous one-way street. Well, that wasn't even the case when I became a ranger 20 years ago. It was a two-way street, but there was so much sort of cruising and everyone stopping in the middle of street and kind of hitting each other up and trying to get info and all that and just constantly doing that, that sort of an enterprising young police officer said, well, one of the, one of the things I can do to kind of stop some of the activity is just make this a one-way street. And he pretty much went through some traffic engineers and things like that, and they ultimately said, well, knock yourself out. And they came out and painted it and changed that. Now, I, again, 30 years from now, probably no one will know why that came to be. And there are all sorts of things over there like that. The bathroom, the bathroom that's been there but essentially been closed for, for decades now. You might wonder, well, boy, is, it, is there something with the plumbing here? Or is there some, and again, it became just sort of such a, a place of activity that was just virtually out of control and that I don't think anybody from any no matter what your philosophical outlook is, no matter what side of any political issue, everybody, I think, would agree if they had seen what was going on out there, that it was just something untenable and that we we couldn't find a way to solve the problem. So ultimately, we solved the problem by closing the bathrooms, which is very unfortunate. There's probably people constantly passing there going, why isn't this bathroom open? I need to use a bathroom. But we, we just decided we, could, we couldn't do it. And so it's been closed ever since. But again, it's always evolving. I mean, just the fact that on the west side of the park over the last decade and a half, so many charter schools and other schools have sprung up around the outskirts of the park and are constantly being utilized as essentially the, the school playgrounds by a number of people. So that alone, the fact that new young families are moving back into downtown has started to change the basic uh, feel of, of that portion of the park. And I, I have no doubt that that will always be ongoing. The thing about this park that is so amazing is that it is so adaptable and so constantly changing.